wanted to have a conversation with a professional working in your field of interest? Are you intrigued about how they got started in the career and what is it really like in their line of work? Welcome to the Five Questions podcast, initiated by academic heads at Santa Sofia College. You'll be surprised by how much you can discover with just five questions. This is Naomi. I'm a second-year student at UC doing biomedical engineering, and today we have Kevin Burke,、um, who studied chemical engineering for his undergrad degree and now working as a automation instrumentation electrical engineer. Welcome. So, Kevin. Um, what made you get into this job、um, industry, and what did you study at university?、Um, did your role require like further studies, such as like com- completing like a master degree or any other like short course? Yeah, my role at the moment,、um, I'm with Australian Industrial Energy, working on a gas terminal or putting a, a new gas terminal down at Port Kembla Harbour, down at Wollongong.、Um, prior to that, I was Uh, working out of the LNG plant in Western Australia,、um, the Gorgon plant、um, mm-hmm. on Barrow Island.、Um, so, I, my current job title is Instrument Electrical and Control Engineer.、Um, my last role was Advanced Control Engineer. Before that, I was Automation Team Lead.、Mm-hmm. Um, but it all comes back to I originally did my degree,、uh, Chemical Engineering degree. Mm. Thing is, you do a degree to start with, and then you end up working in various roles. However, you start out, you generally your your career finds its own path, and you end up working in fields that don't necessarily relate to the well, relate to a small extent to the initial course you did.、Mm. Then you end up doing something else. So, you know, part of my role is electrical engineer. I've not got any electrical engineering qualifications, but they wanted someone who could do process control, instrumentation. And electrical, and they just can't find someone who has all those skills.、Mm-hmm. So what they do, they employ someone who's got maybe very strong in one and two of those skills, and then not so big on the other,、mm-hmm. and you get the job.、Um, so it's a fairly broad、um, job that I'm doing, as opposed to the previous role, advanced control engineer, which was just a very specific、um, process engineering job,、uh, working in automation. Yeah. Um, so yes, as I said, I did chemical engineering at uni,、um, and that's all I did.、So um, I was just interested in getting enough skills to go out and earn a living. And once I had a degree, I didn't have to go and do any extra degrees, any extra postgraduate studies.、Um, if I, I suppose, had chosen a field that、uh, didn't have many employment prospects, I then may have had to choose an extra. Degree or a master's or something like that, but、um, mm. unfortunately, it didn't come to that. So I had enough skills to earn a living. So no、yeah. point going back to uni. I have、um, an addition, additional question. So, like, like what you were saying,、uh, you studied chemical engineering. So why did you choose to work as an electrical engineer instead of chemical? Ah,、uh, yeah, electrical engineering. As I said, at the moment, my role is instrument. Control and electrical engineer. Yeah, it's all three into one. So this is the first job I've had where electrical engineering is in my title. Oh, okay.、Uh, but it's only because I'm stronger than the others, and um, you know,、mm. I have a, a decent knowledge in electrical engineering, but I've never actually specialised in it. 
Mm. So it's just one of many things that I have to do in this job. So not all jobs are defined according to university degrees. They're defined according to what the industry or the company needs. Mm, interesting. That's that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because um, I'm doing biomedical engineering. So like yeah. it's kind of like a bit confusing at the moment because like the industry, um, like if we're searching for internships, we can't even find anything that just quote biomedical engineering intern. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it's just so like you have a, to find something that biomedical engineering applies to, and yeah. apply for those types of jobs. So the yeah, first question is, uh, what do um, biomedical engineers do? Yeah, it's basically a lot of electrical stuff, I guess, like yeah. electronics and um, a lot of coding as well, yeah. surprisingly. But mm -hmm. yeah, I guess that's a good tip. I'm gonna look yeah. into that. Yeah, so <laughs> if someone's got a new product out, I mean, you would have skills that you could apply to analyze a new product and you know yeah. evaluate it and that sort of thing or if they're going to produce a new product what are the important components and making sure that they're sourced correctly for the mm. final manufacturer yeah or you might get involved in how they're using the product okay so let's move on to the next question so what is the career progression like for your role and where would you like to go from your current position on or like aspire to achieve in the future? Okay, um, so I suppose to wind back to many, many years when I finished uni, a lot of companies have graduate programs that I'll take you know, people out of uni mm -hmm. and put them through sort of training in their company, getting them familiar with their corporate structure, what their company needs are, who are the people in their company, uh, and learning the skills from people who are, uh, have more experience. Um, and that generally goes through a couple of years and you just got to go through a, a career progression through that graduate program. Yep. And then people finish the graduate program and then they go out to you know, apply for jobs within the company or uh, potentially outside the company, but, but that would not be their aim. But, mm -hmm. um, and then your, your career progresses either um, within one company or across a range of different companies. Mm. Um, people who want to stay in one company will then sort of often, if it's a big company, will have some sort of career progression. Um, worked in some big chemical companies and, uh, and they would have um, benchmarks which you would have to meet in terms of skills, recognition, um, working across different sites to mm. um, gain credentials to get the next um, job grade increase. Yeah. So you get promotions by getting extra skills and acknowledgement and people in the company valuing your skills and input. Mm. Um, and then of course you can actually directly apply for, for positions and they might be higher job grades and yeah. you improve your uh, pay and conditions that way. Yeah. And just care, like, um, what gets you to the advanced um, instrumentation engineer um, from like a chemical engineering degree? Like what did you yeah. do? Yeah, okay. Um, so um, I so didn't choose chemical engineering for any great passion or anything. I just generally finished uni and I was interested in sciences and, <laughs> and engineering. Yeah. And I didn't even know the difference between science and engineering at that stage. Um, I just happened to get a job in... Um, Either I could have had a job in electrical engineering or chemical engineering under a cadetship scheme. Mm -hmm. um, but chemical engineering sounded more interesting, so I went for that one. 
Yeah. And then I did a work in chemical engineering with a company and I was particularly interested in um, control systems, automatic automation. Mm. Um, and so finally year at uni, I did a thesis in um, automation, mathematical modelling of um, uh, an industrial application. Mm. Um, and then based on that, I got a job which was going to see some capital investment in their automation systems. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't really start wanting chemical engineering. It just happened to suit me that you know, I was going to get some money and come in that. And <laughs> then I found the area and then yeah. in on that interest area. Mm. Um, and then got a job that was going to follow that interest and then I basically followed that interest all the way through. Yeah. Um, so I've sort of stayed very much on the technical side of engineering. Mm. Um, you've got engineers who want to use engineering as a stepping stone to corporate um, uh, advancement. Mm. So someone who wants to be a CEO of a company might start as, a, as an engineer um, and then aim at getting the next job up the ladder all the way through, move into you know, intermediate management, senior management, and then off to you know, corporate management. Mm. Um, alternatively, you can do what I did and stay technical. Um, and get advancement through improved skills and recognition and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, it's generally more money in being a, a CEO than there is being an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there again, uh, it's also a fairly high burnout rate and uh, fairly high. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not that secure a, uh, mm. a an advancement strategy. Yeah. Um, plenty, plenty uh, fall by the wayside on the way. Mm. Um, but yeah, in engineering, if you have a technical skill that's in demand in industry, then um, you're pretty sure of having a job. Yeah. Did you do, um, like you mentioned before, there's like graduate programs for like engineer, um, like industries. Did you do those to get a job or like in internships or? Uh, I got a yeah. cadetship when I left school. Mm. And there are not so many cadetships around these days, but it's effectively where a company would take you on, you would do a job for them. Um, while you studied part-time. So mm. I did part-time uni for the first two years to cover first year. Mm. And that was pretty hard doing you know, regular working week and then backing up to uni for yeah. 12 hours of lectures a week and then Imagine. homework on top of that. Um, yeah. Full-time uni is already hard enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then after a couple of years, uh, they'd let you go to full-time uni and mm. they'd pay textbooks and things like that mm. um, and give you holiday work. And that was the, the beauty of that aspect is you had work in the uni break and the summer break mm. um, and that's where you get industrial experience yeah so um, yeah nice. so I didn't really have to go down the internship path it was a paid sort of cadetship mm. so while you, while you work for them you get paid while you're at uni well they give you textbooks but you'd be on your own yeah um, so you get the industrial experience without um, yeah that's pretty um, cool have your, yeah there's yeah. not so much of that these days Okay, let's move on to the next question. Um, so we want to know more about like your daily working life. So like how many hours do you normally work in a week? And like, do you have to do more work outside of your like normal working hours? Yeah, okay. Um, so normally you, know, you get employed for 40 hours a week. Mm. Um, but if you want to do well on a job, you'll probably end up, well, as I do probably at the moment, 45 to 50 hours a week. Mm. Um, uh, you have a job to do and I don't know, I just find myself frustrated. I can't get as much done as I would like to get done. So I end up working longer than, yeah. than uh, is the regulation hours. Mm. 
But if you enjoy your job, then that's not really an issue. Yeah. So um, I suppose there's a difference between full-time employees and contractors. Um, someone who's a contract employee, it doesn't make any sense to work any extra hours than what you paid for. Mm. Uh, but as a full-time employee where you expect to get some sort of career progression within a company, mm. um, yeah, it's typical to work more than 40 hours and you know, 45 to 50 hours a week. Um, that you know, turns out to be uh, one to two hours extra per day. Yeah. Um, do, so, do they pay you for the extra uh, hours? <laughs> that's, I suppose that's a quid pro quo in terms of you want to get career progression or have job security or seem to be a good team player. Yeah. Um, so that's what it goes to the territory, making sure you, you finish your job off and just don't down tools halfway mm. through the, um, yeah. whatever you're doing to say it's knock off time on go to the beach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You got to yeah. try harder to like yeah, get, yeah. So, yeah, um, to be yeah, seen as a, as a valued employee, um, yeah, you've got to make sure you, you, you put your weight and yeah, are prepared when you go to a meeting that or finish job off by a deadline. And yeah. Deadline, you have to make, you meet it, um, rather than just let it slip. Yeah. Um, and job. If you're a contractor, then you've probably got the skills already. Mm. You're not looking for a career progression in that company. Mm. Um, and contractors tend to work by the hour because they're paid by the hour. Yeah. Um, full-time employees tend to be paid on a monthly or annual basis. Mm. Um, so you do whatever's required to get the job done. Is there any like challenge that you have faced in your like working um, so far or and how did you overcome it? Um, and is there anything you would change from the way you did it? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, all jobs have different degrees of challenge and that's what makes them interesting. Yeah. Um, going back to early days, um, I was yeah, probably a few years out of uni. We were putting a big, implementing a big project in a, a um, an oil refinery, mm. and we were introducing automation, uh, high levels of automation for the first time. Yeah. And the workers who'd been running that refinery for the previous thirty years, mm-hmm. they didn't think that was required, and they didn't see the value of it, and they'd run the refinery quite happily without all this newfangled rubbish, um, <laughs> and they weren't really that interested. Um, mm. But, you know, getting them over the line, getting them to actually use the new system, see the benefits of it, and, you know, a couple of years later, mm. they were saying, oh, you know, how do we ever operate without this gear? Yeah. Um, so the challenge was getting them over the line in terms of uh, seeing the value and accepting the new uh, automation system. Mm. So, and that was really not a technical problem. That was really a people. Um, Team inter- working and, yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Um, interpersonal skills and mm. that sort of stuff which is, you know, every bit as important as the technical skills. Yeah. Uh, and probably not something that's, um, you know, focused on so much at, at uni. Um, at uni, you're focused on getting technical skills, but once you get out of the workforce, um, you realise that the interpersonal skills um, mm. are just as important, if not more important. Yeah. Would you, um, like, suggest, because you said, like, the interpersonal skills is, like, really important as well. Um, do you, like, do you think, like, marks and society and like you know those like events um how do you balance from it do you have any advice yeah i mean i suppose as someone who's employed graduates um it's very easy to go for the the graduate has the best mark Mm. but you've also got to look at the graduate who has
that's the best fit for your organisation. Someone, if yeah. you want someone who's going to do a technical role, you want someone who's in the, the technical side, not necessarily career progression. Yeah. Um, and you might have someone with very good marks, but very poor interpersonal skills, uh, and that will come across in, a, in an interview. Mm. Uh, so really what you need is a mix. You may not hire the person with the best marks if they're very... Um, have good interpersonal skills. Yeah. And very easy to get along so with. So you want to hire the one that have it all. <laughs> kind well, of. Yeah, but you don't necessarily want the one that has it all doesn't necessarily have the best academic marks. True. Yeah. So you've got to balance them. Yeah. Such a good you, you, you might be lucky and get you know, the one who's super applying for your job that has the super marks and also has great interpersonal skills. But, yeah. Uh, that does Jackpot. <laughs> yeah. Is there any other advice um, that like you have received and you want to give out to like the current students? <laughs> okay, advice. Well, here we go. Um, <laughs> I think probably one of the things about work is people get very concerned about job security. Mm. Um, and someone once told me that um, job security is not about how secure you are in the job that you have. It comes down to your ability to get the next job. So if you lose your current job, how hard is it to go out there and get another job? Yeah. So and that's around having the right skills that's required by the industry, mm. um, finding perhaps a niche in technical skills, Yeah. Um, being known to be good at that, uh, and having those skills in demand in, in the um, in industry so that you know, if your current employer goes bankrupt, goes broke, mm. um, decides to have a restructure, um, you can go out and apply and within a fairly short time get another job yeah. uh, using those skills that you've you've developed. Mm. So in summary, job security is not about the job you have, it's about your ability to catch the next job that you apply yeah. for. See, that's, um, that's also like one problem that I notice for like current um, undergrad students, especially like biomedical students, because like right now it's such a new degree, like especially in usage and we're learning like everything, but just a tiny bit. Like we're learning yeah. like circuits and um, like anatomy and like chemical engineering for just one semester. And yeah. so like, so like a lot of my friends and also me, we have concern of um, we won't be like, we'll be less qualified than comparing to other engineering students. Um, do you reckon we should uh, in our like, you know, free time, learn some of the, those skills ourselves and just like, you know, um, master it. Yeah. <laughs> if you learn it in your own time, you're not going to get any recognition for it. True, um, yeah. <laughs> so you probably want to find uh, an industry that values biomedical engineers. So are mm. there startup companies that have been run by biomedical engineers or have been kicked off by biomedical engineers? Yeah. Uh, and those people know your course. Uh, and know what skills you bring, um, yeah. and know how to best fit a biomedical engineer into um, their plants. Um, from the sound of things, biomedical engineering gives you a bit of information about a lot of fields. Mm. So that is good to have a broad range of skills. Um, it means you have to be a little bit higher up in the organisation in terms of being able to being responsible for pulling all those fields together to produce mm. an outcome. And that might be a new product, for instance. Yeah. yeah the, the biomedical space. Um, 
So that's why they're giving you a range of skills in a lot of areas so you can know the right questions to ask on electrical, on chemical, on corrosion or whatever else happens to come along, mm. you know, diffusion, um, you know, permeation of you know, fluids across membranes and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, you can ask the right uh, questions so that when mm -hmm. you go out to suppliers, you know they, you know how to evaluate the product that they're yeah. presenting to your company or yeah. how you're going to use their skills in your company's you know, pursuit. So yeah. that's the advantage of your course is you know, a little bit about a lot. Yeah. Um, and you can ask the right questions. Mm, um, you yeah. probably won't be you know, delivering any one of those particular strands, being an electronic component or a, um, a, a membrane that has to form some part of a biomedical device. Mm. Um, but you'll know what the components are that have to go into the finished finish product. Yeah. Not that I know anything about biomedical engineering, but that's, I'm just guessing. Yeah, I mean, um, that makes sense, because, like, even for my, like, the internship experience, they put me in different departments, like, once I finished, like, with procurement, they put me into, yeah. like, prototype, and then manufacturing, and then, like, circuit design, everything, and I was just seeing everything, but for a bit, <laughs> yeah, and it came... And like, a mini graduate program, like, in that graduate program, you would spend a bit of, uh, six months or so in each of those different areas. Yeah. Assuming you work for a company that's big enough to have all those departments. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so the graduate <laughs> program gives you the, the deeper understanding in the different parts of the company. Yeah. And the idea is the company then values their graduates and they, uh, you then contribute to the company mm. um, um, in the long term if yeah. you stay with them. Also, um, we're finished with our questions, but I just want to, like, <laughs> I'm also really curious of like, um, have you ever regretted like anything in your work? Like, would you like if you have a chance to restart? Do you want to choose like a different career path or like a no. different kind of engineer? No, no. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> it's all about um, yeah, um, finding challenges and enjoyment in what you do. Um, so um, I suppose I've gone from different industries and. So in each industry, you pick up new skills and find new interesting things to, to work on. Mm. Um, so yeah, I worked in um, sugar industry, worked in refining, water refining, yeah. worked in petrochemicals, worked in LNG, and now I'm working in a, um, putting together a, a gas terminal. Mm. Um, and the oh, company wow. I'm with now, I've gone from working on big organizations, you know, major mm. oil and gas companies, you know, fifth part of Chevron, which I think fifth largest oil company in the world, wow. to the company I'm working for now is just like a startup. Mm. Um, uh, as I say, changes because holiday, no point uh, yeah. looking back and thinking, oh, I wish I did this or wish I did that. It's, you do what you, you make your decisions at the time and you find interest in, in what you're working on and uh, Go move for forward, it. no yeah. point looking back. Yep. It's great advice. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for the yeah. interview and yeah. thank you for all the advice.